Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome in to the Road to Omaha show here on WWL, AMFM.com and the Odyssey app. David Potter at Master Control, taking your calls on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines at 504-260-1870. The Cardiac Cats, LSU Fighting Tiger Baseball, another thriller last night in the Southern Miss Regional in Hattiesburg. They beat Southern Miss 7-6, to rallying for four runs in the ninth, or excuse me, yeah, four runs in the ninth, and then one in extra innings to win and get to the winner's bracket, where now they will face Kennesaw State or Southern Miss. That game is currently going on right now. And the score is tied at two apiece. Whoever plays LSU, they have to beat them twice. Once today and once tomorrow. LSU's in the catbird seat. We're going to have a lot of fun today. First, our, our, after our first break, Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers. Paul Maneri, former LSU baseball coach this hour as well. Next hour, we're going to visit with some of the fathers on the uh, – LSU Tiger baseball team, some of the fathers or some of the players. We're going to have some fun today. Look, it's a great weekend of LSU baseball. It's not over yet. Southern Miss might have something to say about that. Uh, I know that this was a, it was a great atmosphere up there uh, last night, and it has been this weekend. It's going to be raucous tonight. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers, is next when we return here on a special edition of Sports Talk Road to Omaha on WWL. All right, back here on the road to Omaha, Christian Garrick here with you. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. We'll be on the air until uh, 5.30 when we hand things off to the LSU Sports Radio Network for Chris Blair and company to bring you first pitch at 6 p.m. against Kennesaw State or Southern Miss. Right now, bottom of the seventh inning, and we have a tie ball game between Kennesaw State and Southern Miss. We welcome in now the voice of your LSU Fighting Tigers, Chris. Man, um... The cardiac cats, they, they, they get your blood pressure up a little bit or are you used to it by now? I think we're getting used to it. I mean, I, I hate to say that because I, I, I don't think you're ever used to it getting later and later into the game. Um, but, you know, Jay Johnson, I mentioned it on the on the radio last night, Christian. I mean, Jay, he said it to me, I don't know how many times, early season, non-conference, conference play, and even here in the postseason, he has a ton of confidence in his offense. And he'll he'll just look at me and smile and say, I told you, we're going to score. Maybe late, but we're going to score. We think we have a plan against this particular pitcher or this particular staff. And, well, for the last two nights here in Hattiesburg, that's exactly what's happened. They've, uh, they've waited a while, but uh, I guess that makes it more thrilling and maybe even more special when you're able to pull those out. Chris, you've been around baseball a long time, and it seems like there's some history here. Whenever you see teams, never mind LSU, but – Teams in a postseason like a regional that have wins like that, big comebacks like that, it seems to propel them, does it not? 
Yeah, I mean, you can look back. I mean, you can go back a long, long way um, to teams who, again, you know, it's, it sounds like a cliche, but when you when you talk to people who have been in this game, you know, firsthand a lot longer than, than you or I, and, and for that matter, a lot of people, they always tell you, number one, it's the team that's playing their best at this time of the year, uh, regardless of what their regular season record was, regardless of what they did in conference. If they can get into a regional somehow, some way, and then kind of put things together, build some confidence, build that momentum you talk about, you know, you've seen them hoist the trophy in Omaha. And I, I think, you know, whether you, you're one of those teams that's expected to do well or you're one of the, the wild cards, I think momentum is huge. And I think playing with confidence is huge. And, you know, I don't know how much people could tell watching on television last night, um, but they're really – I kept my eye on the dugout for LSU in the same way I did against Kennesaw State, you know, kind of asking what, what is it like down there. Those guys were into it. They were up on the railing. They were high-fiving guys as they went to the plate in the fourth inning, fifth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning, and finally in the ninth inning, they were able to break through. So I think that confidence kind of breeds success. You know, the old saying you hear, confidence breeds confidence, and that's, that's kind of what you need this time of year. And, and if that's true, you got to be pretty excited about the confidence this Tiger group has right now. Yeah, it's, it's evident. When you rally like that in two straight games and win the ball game. That, that makes for a dangerous, dangerous team. I can promise you. Kennesaw State and, uh, and, and Southern Miss are fighting for their lives right now, but it's kind of like one of those deals where, oh, great, we get to play a hot LSU team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's going to be the reward. I mean, again, you know, you look at Kennesaw State, and I know a lot of people, even before I left for Hattiesburg on Wednesday, were, you know, Kennesaw State, where is that? You know, what conference are they in? Are they in? Um, but it's a team – you know, when you bat 301 for the season, I don't care what league you're in. I don't care what level you're in. As a team, when you bat 301, that means you can do some damage offensively. Now, their pitching staff came into the regional with a 6 ERA. So, you know, they got to score runs and in many cases have to find a way to outscore you because their opponents more than likely are going to have six runs on the board or more. And so Kennesaw State's a team that they're confident at the plate. Um, and, you know, Southern Miss – their offense gets overlooked, but I think that's because their pitching is, number one, really good, and number two, pretty deep. So it'll be interesting to see as those two battle out who gets a chance to face the Tigers tonight uh, and LSU you know, with the possibility to wrap it up and move on to the Supers. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Fighting Tigers. LSU baseball is waiting on the winner of Kennesaw State and Southern Miss. What's the atmosphere been like up there in uh, Hattiesburg, Chris? It's been good. I mean, it, you know, obviously Southern Miss, they're excited about their team, 44 wins on the year. Um, it was contentious, and uh, you could cut it with a knife last night inside the Pete. I mean, you, we got there about a little before 4 o'clock. They hadn't opened the gates yet. And then suddenly when the gates opened, everybody was running, getting to their seats. It filled up quickly. Obviously, LSU, Southern Miss. I, 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 I won't say it was 50-50, but it was close. Uh, it felt like behind home plate and down the first uh, or rather first baseline was mostly uh, Southern Miss uh, and then LSU. LSU was out on the right field side, but it was, it, it, it was pretty close, but uh, there was a lot of jawing. <laughs> Tempers were flaring on the field and they were certainly flying in the stands. So um, I think all in all, it, it makes for a great college baseball atmosphere. And, you know, if you were just a casual college baseball fan last night, you, you had to love, that game 
um, just for the sheer love of the game. I mean, it doesn't get much better than extra innings and a walk-off in the bottom of the 10. Yeah, I, I talked to Jay McManus, Tyler McManus' uh, dad. He he described the, the stands a lot, a lot like you did, a lot, a lot of uh, emotional conversation. Let's just leave it at that. Spirited, though. Spirited. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a few people get exited out on the concourse. Um, you know, um, there, there was in between innings, we would see little pockets of, uh, uh, as you would say, heated discussion, maybe. And uh, so, yeah. And if Southern Miss somehow wins again uh, and can hold off Kennesaw State and we meet again, I don't think it's going to be any different tonight. Maybe even more so. Yeah, I think I think Southern Miss is going to um, they're going to come come back with some vengeance. They know what what's on the line for them. They're hosting this regional. They don't want to go um, go down and, and not be in the championship round at least um what has been this offense's chris their ability to score with two outs has that just been the emphasis of jay johnson and his hitting approach yeah i mean he talked about that that's one of the first conversations i had with him uh way back when uh i guess last spring or early summer when he arrived um you know that that two outs doesn't mean that the at bat is over um and you know he means that for both pitchers and for his hitters but that's kind of you know, the mentality is if you can get two strike hits, that's what wins baseball games. Good defense, good pitching, and two strike hitting, um, which he often refers to Augie Garrido. That was one of his one of his sayings. Um, and, and it's something they work on. Um, it's their approach. It's their really their, their mentality of, you know, again, not giving up on the at-bat. You get down early 0-2. Uh, you sometimes you can even see it in the body language of some players, even at the pro level that there's some kind of, you know, defeatism that, oh, now I'm not going to really be able to, to do what I want to do with the bat. Now I've got to simply just try to, to, to stay alive. And, and, and though that's part of the equation, Jay talks about, you know, still being aggressive with two strikes. And, you know, you look to the last two nights and the number of two strike, and then in last night's case, two strike, two out uh, deliverables. Uh, Kate Doty, obviously, and, and then Jordan Thompson, in fact, you know, this offense, you talk about Dylan Cruz, and Dylan just does Dylan things night in, night out. Uh, Trey Morgan's one of the most fierce competitors at the plate. Jacob Berry's one of the best hitters on the planet in the college game. And then you get a guy like Jordan Thompson, who I look back, the last 10 games is batting 351. And if you think back, Christian, to last year's run for LSU to the Supers, it was Gavin Dugas and Jordan Thompson, among all the regulars who kind of stepped it up and delivered out in Oregon to, to get LSU uh, to the next round. And that's what he's done. I mean, and he's certainly done it this weekend so far. Two doubles with two runs batted in against Kennesaw State at crucial times. And then last night with two outs, two strikes, the bouncer up the middle on the turf, and he brings Bianco home, and suddenly it's a tie game, and it sucked the air out of that ballpark. Um, you know, I was looking down into the crowd, and there were people dancing for Southern Miss, you know, through the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning. Between innings, they're playing music, and, they're, and they were having a good old time. And, uh, boy, that got, got squelched real quick. Um, really, I think after Kay Doty's home run. It got a little quiet when, when Dylan Cruz took one over the scoreboard. Kay Doty made it closer to a one-run game, but when Thompson delivered, that place got pretty quiet except for the LSU chant. Chris, you know what's amazing is so much was made about the surface, the, the artificial turf uh, at that park in Hattiesburg, and a lot of fans were wondering, how is that going to impact LSU? Well, I'll tell you this. In all likelihood, we don't know this for sure. It's, it's kind of speculation at this point, Chris, but that ball from Jordan Thompson, uh, Thompson might not get through on a natural surface. It might not. 
Yeah, no, I th- no, I think you're exactly right. And, you know, I look back to the first hit for Jacob Berry last night. Again, he was down in the count. And if you go back and watch it, it was when they had the shift onto the right side. Now, he's desperately um, uh, trying to, in that case, batting from the right side. He's trying to pull it. Um, but he literally takes the bat and almost with a hatchet style comes straight down on the ball just so he could put it on that turf and send it to third base. And, of course, nobody got to it, and he easily got aboard. Same thing happened if you look at the swing for Jordan Thompson. Again, down in the count, and you can see the downward motion of the bat. And, in fact, Jay Johnson, uh, when the LSU had the bases loaded late in the game, and I believe it was McManus that grounded out, uh, after the game, Jay said, he did exactly what I told him to do. Be aggressive, but try to get a bounce on this turf, and you'll see he tried the same thing. Thompson was able to locate it up the middle, but just kind of skip that thing across the turf and and get it through into center field by the diving shortstop. So, um, And then, of course, look at the swing that Josh Pearson delivered. Yeah. I mean, he absolutely hit that baseball straight into the ground and got a huge Hattiesburg chop of about 25 feet that – that sealed the game. There was no doubt there was going to be no play, no close play at home. It was too high in the air. They were off and running, and, and it was going to be easy for Stevenson to score. So I think they've used that. And, you know, Christian, real quick, I'll go back to the success they had at Vanderbilt, both offensively and while they had some miscues, they played pretty well defensively there against the Commodores to sweep that series, which had never been done before. And I think this team kind of learned a lot. Jay talked about, hey, guys, it's always going to stay low. You're not going to have those crazy hops for the most part that you'll have on a natural surface. And, and I think they've taken to it, and they've used it defensively to improve themselves, but taking advantage of it at the plate, and we've seen it as recently as last night. Chris, has um, Jay Johnson named a starter for today yet or no? <laughs> no, he has not. He and I joke about it. I'm going to meet him at uh, in the dugout at 435 this afternoon, and I'll probably know then. But uh, – <laughs> Um, that'll be options? that'll be as soon as anybody knows. Who are some options if if Chris Blair was was making the call? Who who are some options? Well, we talked about it last night after the game. I mean, you can go to the what we saw for the most of the and the early part of SEC play, which was starting with Samuel Dutton and having Grant Taylor, you know, at the ready to come in, uh, depending on if Sam can go three or four innings strong or if he has to be pulled early. That was kind of the combination that worked, as you remember, against Florida in that first road series win in Gainesville. So that's kind of the option because you got both Dutton and Grant Taylor. Um, you know, Blake Money, who's been the starter, he's come out of the bullpen. Um, you know, it was it was interesting because Jay really looks at each game. It doesn't matter what they did last week. doesn't matter what they did two weeks ago. He really examines the lineup that he's expected to face, and that's why he told us that he had really no doubt Devin Fontenot would perform as well as he did against Kennesaw State because he said early on looking at the Owls, he thought, you know, Devin's the type of pitcher who could have a good performance against this team. And as it turned out, without Devin Fontenot on Friday night, you know, we may not be talking about playing in the championship game tonight. So um, I I think there's a couple of options. Obviously, we haven't seen Eric Razelman yet. um, So expect him coming out of the bullpen. And he's one of those guys that Jay has enough confidence in. He can bring him in early relief, middle relief, late relief. Um, So I don't know. I mean, I think you're – I think Mikel Hilliard actually has some more pitches left in him, not that he would start the game. Um, and I think even Riley Cooper, who got touched up a little bit, um, I think he'll be able to go. So I think there's plenty of arms. I don't know that it's really going to matter who gets the start uh, because I would expect to see probably three to four, maybe even five guys, if need be, 
uh, to try to win this thing tonight. Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, uh, thanks so much for the time and uh, have a good call this afternoon. Looking forward to it. You got it, Kristen. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me. All right, you bet. LSU taking on the winner of Kennesaw State and Southern Miss tonight at 6 p.m. right here on WWL. Currently, bottom of the eighth inning, Southern Miss and Kennesaw State are tied at two apiece. And it looks like Southern Miss has a runner in scoring position with one out. We'll keep you posted there as that, that will be LSU's next opponent. Paul Maneri, former LSU baseball coach, will join us here in a few moments. Um, this is where, for obvious reasons, LSU has the advantage. They have to be beaten twice. Not twice today, but once today, once tomorrow. Whether they play Kennesaw State or Southern Miss, they have to beat LSU twice. And they're playing today. They've already touched up some of their bullpen guys. They've already used some of them. So advantage LSU. They've, they're fresher with arms. They're fresher in the bullpen. Um, that's another reason why it's so important to stay on the winning side of the bracket, as LSU has done, albeit two major come-from-behind uh, victories late in the ballgame. Hey, that's baseball. I think those kind of wins like that in this setting have a way of propelling uh, a team into um, more baseball, more playoff baseball now. Momentum is only singular. You can only carry it in. Uh, to one series, one game, one series, et cetera. But uh, if they were to advance into the Super Regional, I think that would be two big games that will look back on and say, man, uh, that was that was some defining moments of their season. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. And Chris Blair is so right, talking about Devin Fontenot, uh, down 11-4 on Friday night to Kennesaw State, all but a foregone conclusion. I mean, a lot of fans thought, now this game's over. I did too. And he comes out and gets you three big innings, keeping uh, Kennesaw State, the Owls, off the board and allowed offense, allowed LSU's offense to kind of just chip away, chip away. And then, of course, that 10-run uh, eighth inning that they had was uh, magical. I mean, you're not going to see those very often. That was unbelievable. I've uh, not seen that many runs scored that late in the ball game in one particular half inning. Um, really does – it might happen early in the game, but – very, not very often does it happen late. Again, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. If you're in Hattiesburg, whether you're a Southern Miss fan or you're an LSU fan, give us a call. Tell us what the atmosphere is like. How you feeling? And if you're a Southern Miss fan, I, I want to hear the reasons as to why you, you guys are going to win this game right now that's currently going on and why you feel like you're going to have a good chance to beat LSU, which you do. It's going to be hard. Too straight. But nonetheless... This is baseball, one game at a time. All right, we'll step away and come back. Paul Maneri, former LSU skipper, is next here on WWL. Harper shakes off the first side. Now he's happy with it. Comes set. Runner at first, two down, bottom of the ninth. 6-3, Southern Miss leads. The 2-2, hit in the air to right field. Peto giving chase. This one is out of here. Hey, now, Kane Doty with a shot to right center second home run here in the bottom of the ninth and a two-run blast makes it interesting it's 6-5 Southern Miss holding on to a one-run lead a two-out two-strike two-run homer with the Oppo Taco LSU winning last night in extra innings over Southern Miss seven to six Back here on a special edition of Road to Omaha. Sports Talk. I'm Christian Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. A texter asking for a La Tech score. They are trailing 
in the top of the seventh inning to Air Force 7-5. to five. Let's go ahead and update a lot of scores around, in particular the SEC, but around the country. Uh, Florida on top in the bottom of the ninth over uh, Central Michigan, 6-5. to five. North Carolina, 6-2 over Georgia in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, into the sixth inning, Oklahoma State, 17. Am I reading this right? 17-14 uh, against Missouri State. Air Force and La Tech, top of the seventh inning, 7-5. to five. Air Force leads that one. Uh, KSU and USM, Southern Miss and uh, Kennesaw State tied at two apiece in the end of the eighth inning, going to the ninth there. TCU 4-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh over UL, the Raging Cajuns. Top of the seventh and uh, Georgia Tech. Ah, my screen refresh. Hold on, let me get it for you. Georgia Tech 14 to 4 over um, Campbell. UCLA and Florida State tied at one in the top of the eighth. Again, um, top of the eighth. And Texas Tech trails uh, number 16, Georgia Southern. 3 to 1, they lead over Georgia Southern. Miami 0 0 uh, in the third inning against Ole Miss. The rest are scoreless. Stanford and UC Santa Barbara scoreless as well on top of the seventh. Vanderbilt 3-0 over University of San Diego in the second top of the first inning. Louisville all over Michigan early, 4-0. And Arizona 7-5 over Canisius earlier today. That was a fun game to watch. I, I checked it out earlier. Uh, so that's your scoreboard. We'll get to that in a few moments. We'll keep you updated as well, in particular the game that's going on right now in Hattiesburg, Kennesaw State, and University of Southern Miss tied at two, headed to the ninth inning. We'll step away and come back. LSU, former LSU coach Paul Maneri will join us here momentarily on a special edition of Sports Talk, Road to Omaha on WWL. Once again, two outs, bottom of the ninth inning. Tigers down a run, six to five. Another payoff pitch, ground ball. Base hit by a diving Dickerson. Bianco around third. There'll be no throw, and we are tied. Six all. Hey now, Jordan Thompson delivers the RBI in the bottom of the ninth inning, his 34th of the season. And the Tigers have tied this game in the bottom of the ninth inning. Last night, back here on a special edition of Sports Talk, Road to Omaha. In a few moments, we'll be joined by former LSU skipper Paul Maneri. Listen, Jordan Thompson has come through with some big hits this year, and even going back to last year, I know defensively some fans have been critical, rightfully so. He's he's had quite a bit of errors this year. But, uh, man, he comes up with some big big hits, clutch hits, big moments. And Jay Johnson saying yesterday he's the, he's the most mentally tough player on the team. And it's evident. When you're in those big moments like that and you don't let the moment swallow you up, Jordan Thompson is just as big as the moment. And that's a sign of a quality baseball player. I know the numbers aren't always sexy with him, but they're good enough. They're good enough, and they're big and um, – in important moments, that's for sure. Call us at 504-260-1870. LSU in the regional winner's bracket, waiting on the winner between Kennesaw, Kennesaw Valley. I keep wanting to say state. Kennesaw Valley and Southern Miss. It is Kennesaw State. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I keep wanting to call them Kennesaw Valley. Um, all right, 2-2, two to two, top of the ninth uh, in Hattiesburg between Kennesaw State and – Southern Miss will keep you posted when that game goes final. Looks like we could be headed for extra innings in that one. And that might potentially 
delay the start of LSU uh, and whoever they play at 6 o'clock. That could go a little later because of uh, the late start time here. And Kennesaw State just got on board, just hit a double with two outs, runner in scoring position. So that's a good thing for Kennesaw uh, State. You know, they were game over LSU 11-4, to ended up losing to them Friday night. An amazing, epic comeback, 10 runs in the eighth inning. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870. I gave the LaTeX score. If there's any scores you want that are going on in regionals right now, currently, uh, feel free to text me, and I'll uh, I'll send them to you. Uh, I can't believe – I'm blown away by that score on the top of the seventh. Um, Oklahoma State on top of Missouri State, 17 to 14. (laughs) That's like a football score. I mean, 31 runs, and they're not – finished they're still in the top of the seventh inning 17 to 14 that's crazy but it is college baseball Arizona like I said earlier took down Canisius and Canisius was a fun team to watch really um scrappy um you know really didn't bow down to anybody and hung in there and that's an up-and-coming program and uh, they're not stalwarts in the NCAA baseball tournament at all uh, but nonetheless, it was fun to watch that team. Kennesaw State just went on the board, just took the lead 3-2 to two, um, over Southern Miss, and here we are on the top of the eighth inning. So Kennesaw State had more runs, but also they are – I'm sorry, we're in the top of the ninth. So they're three outs away from, from advancing and playing LSU tonight at 6 p.m. Let's see if Southern Miss will have an opportunity in the bottom of the ninth to tie things up or win it in a walk-off fashion. You know, baseball is, has has funny um, things that go with it. It's, it's it's weird, and it has its way of kind of the baseball gods of repaying you. Uh, if you could get walked off like Kennesaw State did, or you get walked off like Southern Miss did, they have a way of you know equaling out. We'll see who wins this game. Again, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. We're going to get – Former LSU skipper Paul Maneri here in a couple of minutes, and I'll keep you posted on the game, the outcome. Two outs right now, runner at second base, Kennesaw State leading 3-2 over Southern Miss in the top of the ninth inning, and they just, nope, nice play defensively. So Kennesaw State plates a run. That's the end of the top of the ninth inning, so USM coming to the plate down one run. They've only gotten three hits today total. Southern Miss, total. They're down 3-2. They are the host site. They're facing elimination. Their season on the brink. Kennesaw State needs three outs, and they'll advance to play LSU tonight at 6 p.m. Former LSU skipper Paul Maneri joining us now. Coach, how are you? Hey, Christian. I'm doing doing well. How are you? Good. How's uh, retirement life? <laughs> uh, it's taking quite a while to get used to it, but um, I'm enjoying it. You know, playing a lot of golf, playing with the grandkids a lot. Miss a lot of a lot of things about my job, but um, you know, it, you, you no know, looking back now. So I'm enjoying it. How's your golf game? Has it improved? <laughs> I've improved from really bad to mediocre, but uh, <laughs> but I love it. Um, you know, I meet a lot of people and uh, enjoy playing and get a little bit of the competitive zeal that you know the fixation. But um, you know, it's nothing like uh, coaching LSU and being in a big ball game. That's for sure. How, most importantly, how's your neck? How's your health? 
Uh, it's better. It's 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 much better than it was last year, but not a hundred percent. I'm hoping that it'll continue to improve. Um, uh, it would have it would have been really hard for me to coach this year, Christian. You know, I, it still bothered me enough that it would have it would have uh, really been difficult for me. But um, I appreciate you asking. Hopefully, it'll keep getting better. For sure. Uh, all right, coach. So I'm sure you've been watching LSU in the regional in Hattiesburg and. Uh, two come-from-behind wins, big wins uh, for LSU. Yeah. What does that do for a baseball team, especially in the postseason? Does it tend to propel teams? Well, sure. <laughs> They've won two games because of those great comebacks. And, uh, you know, it gives it gives your team a lot of confidence that you're never out of it, of course. But, boy, we've had some great at-bats in these last two games when, the, when it really mattered the most. And, um, you know, when you win games like that, it just brings your team together and, they start to get a feeling that they, no matter what, they're going to find a way to win, and I couldn't be happier for them. You guys, uh, you had Kay Doty, you had Dylan Cruz, um, those two, mm-hmm. obviously Trey Morgan, uh, those three mm-hmm. playing as as you would expect them to play in, in an important time. You would agree? Yeah, yeah. George Thompson came through with a big hit last night to tie yeah. the ball game and with two outs down to the last strike. Uh, you know, recruited Braden Joe Bear, who's done some great things. Uh, obviously, Gavin Tugas. You know, all those guys are guys that, um, you know, we brought into the program, and now they've got a little bit of experience. I mean, Dylan, I hope LSU fans are enjoying watching Dylan Cruz. Huh. That's as good as it ever gets. He's a, he's a special player, just like Bregman. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think, Coach, that he's coming back next year. LSU has him again next year. Yeah. Well, you know, he might he might win the Golden Spikes Award this year, you know, as the most outstanding player in the country. Uh, he deserves it. You know, he's a wonderful kid. He's a great talent. He's really putting it together and cutting down on strikeouts and played great center field, I thought, this year. So, yeah, he's he's, he's a future big leaguer, no doubt in my mind about it. He might be a future all-star in the major leagues. Paul Maneri, former LSU skipper here on a special edition of Sports Talk Road to Omaha. And, Coach, so – what is it like you sitting down watching a game uh, these days, especially now that they're on the road, you know, in the regional? Are you pacing? Are you sitting quietly? I mean, what's the deal? No, I pace. I pace. I think that's Do you one really? that the, 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 the tension and the stress, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's maybe worse because, you know, now I can't do anything to affect the outcome of the game. You know, I just have to watch it. But, uh, you know, I love all those kids. I, I really like Jay. I think they're doing a great job. And You know, but when you do something for four decades, Christian, it's hard to just, you know, cut it off completely. Sure. So, you know, I watch all the games, and I, I you know, pull them for them and hope them for the best. And, uh, you know, things weren't looking good, great, you know, they're for, in both games. And, you know, I knew they weren't out of it. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure, were giving up on them, but they kept hanging in there and had some good at-bats. And next thing you know, get a little momentum going, a little belief. And, uh, yeah, couldn't be happy for, for the Tigers. I think they can get this game tonight and move on. You know, we'll see what happens as far as where the Super Regional will be. Another player you were instrumental in recruiting, Mikhail Hilliard, I think he's I, mm-hmm. I think he's a big reason why LSU is where they are today. And uh, what what, what yeah. he's had, what, he's had tremendous outings. Mikhail's a wonderful young man. I love him to death. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's had some ups and downs, but mostly ups, you know, throughout his career. And, uh, you know, he's, listen, he's going to battle you tooth and nail. I mean, he, you know, he has limited ability. He doesn't throw 95 miles an hour, but he just finds a way, you know, he's got that good curve ball. He's got the cut fastball. He throws 
throws strikes, and um, he's going to give you everything he's got. I just love Mikhail. They got some good arms. You know, we've got some good arms on our team. Um, you know, this Paul Gervais has been a real fine. You know, he he was the very last player that we signed. You know, under my tenure, and uh, yeah, we we had high hopes for him, and he hasn't disappointed. That's for sure. And some of these other guys, you know, are really pitching well. So I, I think they've got they got a real chance. You know, obviously. You know they're in the driver's seat in this regional, and then we'll see what happens where they whether they have to go to Miami or whether they'll end up hosting the super regional. But I think they've got a chance to get to Omaha and make some noise for sure. Are you glad Major League Baseball decided to not hold the draft during? I think it's always been during supers, right, Coach? Yeah, they kicked it back this year because of the um, uh, uh, you know they had to lock out and they weren't sure when the season was going to start, so now they've moved the draft back again. Yeah, it was a real distraction if you were still playing, especially when the you know if it was on a game day of the Super Regional. I just hope they don't move the deadline back too far when they can still sign the players because you still have to manage your roster and know which players you're going to have so that you can put a good team together for the following year. But it's not something I'm spending a lot of time worrying about these days, Chris. I'll let Jay worry about that. <laughs> so when you're watching, um, do you, do you find yourself almost? hey, this is a good time for a hit and run, or, you know, are you kind of calling a game to yourself in your head? Well, I try not to, you know, because every every coach has his own philosophies and the way they're going to manage a game. And Jay has, you know, Jay, Jay knows what he's doing. He's got his own, uh, you know, philosophies about strategy and so forth. So he's not going to do everything the way I did it, and I wouldn't do everything the way that he does it, you know. But I don't sit there and second guess him. I just try to enjoy the game and, and pull for the players and hope that they win, you know, but um, it's, it's hard sometimes to not think that way, but I really force myself not to think that way. Yeah. I've, I've known you for a while. and I know you're a competitive dude. So I figured at times you'd still be in your head playing the game a little bit and it's okay to do so. I think, it, I think that's uh perfectly natural for a guy that did it, like you said, for four decades. Well, I would never do anything to second guess or, you no, know, no, I, uh, I know that. You know that way. You know because I, I've been in that. I've been in those <laughs> shoes. You know for a long time, and I know that's part of the game that a lot of fans do. And you know, I never was offended by it or anything. But I think it's a little different. You know, when the coach you replaced is is saying, "Oh, I wouldn't have done that or wouldn't have done that." Sure, you know, sure. It, I, I would never put myself or Jay in that position. And I think overall, he's done a really fantastic job this year. Yeah, Skip would have never done, that, never did that to you. So I, I, I get it. I, I totally understand. Um, was yeah, there a... Skip was always so supportive, you know. And, and if if he was thinking something differently, then you know he he never would, you know, say that publicly or or, uh, you know, yeah, you know, second guess my decisions. And and I would never do that to the current coach. Of course, I totally get it. Is there a um, is there a moment throughout your coaching life that you felt like? You know, sign stealing is a big deal. It's it's kind of the unwritten rule as long as you're doing it just in the game. You're not recording it on video. But do you ever feel like a team had your signs? Oh yeah, and and uh, it's it's very frustrating when it happens. It's not a part of the game that I'm a big fan of. In all honesty, you know, if if a pitcher is tipping his pitches because you know he holds the ball up in front of in his glove and his fingers out, you know, away from the glove on a curveball or against the glove on a fastball. You know, that's that's something where a guy's tipping his own pitches. But when there's a concerted effort to try to steal pitches, you know, where the first base coach is getting out of the coaching box and trying to look at the at the grips that the pitcher is getting or, 
you know, runner at second base is signaling in signals or whatever. I, personally, I'd, I've never been a big fan of that kind of stuff. I like to see the kids play the game and, you know, be fair and, you know, use good sportsmanship. And then, you know, let's see who wins the ball game. But I'm not a big fan of sign stealing. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, but it, unfortunately, it is a part of the game. And um, what's your, aside from winning a national championship, what's your um, your favorite memory at LSU? <laughs> oh, I have so many I couldn't even begin to count them, Christian. Of course, you know, winning the national championship was great. But, you know, the comeback win against uh, Cal Irvine in 2008, my second season here, was very similar to those comebacks, you know, the last two nights. We were da- we had lost the first game, which ended our 23-game winning streak in the Super Regional. And uh, game two, I think we were down 7-2 to two in the eighth inning. And we scored a couple, and then we uh, rallied in the ninth inning and won that game. And then, of course, blew Irvine out the final night in the in the old box and sent us to Omaha for the first time in my career. So that's always going to be a special time for me, you know, the first time you do anything. But, you know, what? obviously you can't top the national championship. And I could give you a hundred other experiences <laughs> that I had through the years that were special or more. You know, I, you know, I coached over 900 games in that LSU yeah. uniform, so there's a lot of a lot of moments, a lot of wonderful kids, a lot of special times, and you know I feel very blessed to have experienced it all. Some drama unfolding in uh, Hattiesburg. It's tied now three-three between Kennesaw State and Southern Miss, and the umpire just went and inspected the pitcher, looking at his hat and looking at his glove, maybe for some foreign substance. But they didn't do much of oh, anything wow. about it. Okay. How, <laughs> how much do you think that goes on at the college level? Oh. I don't, you know, I remember one time they, uh, a team we were playing accused our pitcher of doing something with pine tar and our pitcher wasn't too happy about it. I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I never tried to get too involved in that nickel and dime stuff. You know, I always just tried to motivate our players to go out and play their best and not make excuses and whatever uh, challenges they faced, whether it was poor umpiring or poor weather conditions or rabid fans or whatever, you know, just focus on doing their job and finding a way to overcome it. And, you know, when you, when you focus on that more times than not, then you're, you'll fulfill your potential and, and win more games than you don't. Speaking of umpiring coach, I, I think I only recall one instance where you got ran from a ball game at LSU. Is that, is that accurate? <laughs> I don't even remember, to be honest with you, Christian. When I was a younger younger coach, when I first started out, I got thrown out of a lot of games, and I finally got myself under control and realized that it wasn't doing much good. So, you know, it's umpiring's part of the game, and, and uh, some, some are better than others. Some moments, you know, they, they make better calls than others. But, again, it's, you know, it's a game for the players, and you want the players to determine, you know, who wins and, and – uh, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I wasn't too much for uh, making excuses. You know, we whatever happens, you got to overcome it, and that's the way it is. I don't even remember how many games I got thrown out of the game when I was uh, coaching at LSU. In all honesty, I think I think somebody tried to pull the hidden ball trick in the postseason against you guys, and I think that's where <laughs> that's where you got a little agitated, and um, I think they ended up running you. But nonetheless, I'll just no, I just th- I think actually our, uh, Javi Sanchez got run in that game. Okay. And I, I didn't. I had to draw the line and keep myself from getting thrown out of the game. But yeah, that was in a very uh, favorable situation for us. I remember that. That was in the game that ended our 23-game winning streak. DJ LeMay, who was the runner at second base, and Cal Irvine pulled the hidden ball trick, and and LeMay was safe. It wasn't even out, and the umpire wasn't even looking, <laughs> and they called him out. 
after about a five or six second delay, you know, as Irvine's running off the field, the umpire turned around and called him out. And uh, the replay shows he was clearly safe and the umpire wasn't even looking. So, wow. yeah, that wasn't a very fun day that day when that happened. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, former LSU skipper Paul Maneri. Coach, thank you so much for the time uh, today, and go Tigers. Okay, sounds good. Let's get a win tonight. I hear you. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. All right, that was former LSU skipper Paul Maneri. Good to hear him um, on the mend, uh, getting healthier, and also golf game improving. That's always good. And, um, you know, he's very much uh, invo- not involved, very much intrigued and in a fan of this current program under Jay Johnson, and rightfully so. Paul Maneri has uh, a national title to his name. He's got a tremendous resume, um, and it's kind of neat to hear him say he's he's uh, he's headed to or he's um, you know invested in these games where he's watching games and kind of pacing back and forth. We are headed for extra innings. Southern Miss and Kennesaw State three to three in Hattiesburg. Advantage Southern Miss. They're the home team. They're the host site. Uh, this is going to be fun. But the winner will play LSU coming up tonight at 6 p.m. as it stands right now. If this game goes much longer, I would imagine that start time could be pushed back a half hour or so. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Lines are open at 504-260-1870. Again, Oklahoma State on top of Missouri State, 17-14 to in the bottom of the seventh inning. Arizona knocked out Kinesis earlier today, 7-5. to Maryland on top of Wake Forest, 10-5 to in a final. And Oregon trailing Louisville, or they lost to Louisville, 8-5. to Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open as well at 504-260-1870. Coming up next hour, we're going to talk to several of the dads of the LSU baseball players. I'm talking about um, Jay McManus, um, Jacques Jobert, George Cruz, the father of Dylan Cruz. We're gonna, they're all kind of hanging out at the tailgate, so you're going to get a little bit of a feel as to what the the parents are, are doing at, at a tailgate prior to, uh, quite frankly, most of them's uh, biggest games of their kids' lives. Um, but, yeah, that'll be fun next hour when we talk to them. Um, they're getting together in Hattiesburg. I want to know if you're in Hattiesburg as an LSU fan, how many Tiger fans are there? How well represented is LSU? What's about two-and-a-half-hour drive from Baton Rouge, maybe three? Two, two and a half, roughly. I'm sure a lot of them went up there. All right, one down, two more to go. This is a special edition of Sports Talk Road to Omaha here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.